What is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of No Reserves Football. I, as always, am your host, Angelo, and I am joined here, as always, as Alex. What is going on, Alex? Hey, how's everyone doing, guys? Uh, joined here by by Angelo, and we are gonna we're gonna do a small little episode about um, the AFC predictions. The AFC predictions. So. We full disclosure, we actually gave each other our predictions and predictions. there are a lot of discrepancies between us and I was actually very surprised on that. Yeah, a few that usually pop out. Uh we we shared lists like a few minutes ago, so we are still like interpreting those. Um but yeah, a few really pop off the eyes when we when we look at it. So a few news things to talk about. Uh, Micah Parsons apparently is strive for greatness has been a problem because he's been dominating people in Cowboys camp. And Dak Prescott said the offense from last year and this year looks night and day as far as an improvement, which, you know, that could be players speak, coach speak, but that's always a good sign, especially considering I don't think Dallas's offense was particularly bad last year. It was really good. Uh, it was just punished by the turnovers. That was the the big thing last year that couldn't keep those under control. So that's probably what he really needs to work off this off season. Yeah. So maybe he has a little bit better connection and he knows where his wide receivers are going to be at a given point. So he knows where to place the ball and that'll hopefully limit the turnovers. So Dalvin Cook, another news bit. Dalvin Cook apparently only has one team he's interested. Do you think that's the Jets or do you think that's the Dolphins? Because I think no. it has to be one of those two, right? Yeah, as I said last week, I, I still think it's the it's the Dolphins. I don't think it's the Jets. Now the Jets are starting to show some interest in like Zeke, and there's no contact, uh, no contract talk between uh, Dalvin Cook and the Jets so far. From what we learned, I think it was yesterday that I saw a tweet about it. Um, so yeah, I still think it's it's gonna be the the Dolphins when I said it then. So, and I agree. So let's start off the list. Oh, and- that was piece of news that I wanted to talk about here at the start sure. Sure. Uh, it was like um, TJ Hawkinson. Uh, Hawkinson has been has been not practicing as of late. Uh, it's unsure if it's, it's contract stuff or it's uh, injury stuff. But apparently there was some talks about him wanting a, a longer term deal. So maybe something to keep an eye there. Yes. Especially considering that offense is normally really good, and Hawkinson, if I'm not mistaken, is at least in fantasy is one of the top tight ends going off the board, and he had a really good season last year. So, once he got moved to the Vikings, he was a big piece of that offense. He was. He kind of made it so it wasn't always just one, two, throw it to Justin Jefferson. Although that still, you know, just works. Justin Jefferson is like a mini cheat code out on the field. <laughs> Yes. All right. So I'm going to start with the AFC East because I was actually, A, it's the top when you do the predictions things, and B, I think it was interesting because we actually have two different division winners here. Yeah. So I'm going to start off, and I'm going to say off the bat my predictions because I have Miami as the top team going 13-4 and four and actually being the one seed. And my Prediction on that has to do because the the case for it is obvious, right? They have Tyree Kill, they have Jalen Waddle, they have a crazy offense. They drafted I, I can't I can't say this rookie's name a Kane a Kane. I'm terrible with names. I'm sorry. Oh, on a chain. A chain. Yes, that is it. And they're rumored for Dalvin Cook. They played amazing last year. I think I think the case for the Dolphins not being good this year is. You assume that Tua gets hurt again or he suffers another concussion. And I, I just didn't feel right being like, yeah, but if Tua... Because if Tua gets another concussion or two, that's like his career. And I just... I didn't feel right about that. So, I had the Dolphins going 13-4. and four. I had the Bills in second going 11-6. and six. I had the Jets going 11-6. and six, And I don't think Mac Jones is right. I think the Patriots are still in the basement and they finish 4-13. and 13. 
Okay, so we agree there. Uh, we both have the Patriots as the last team in the division, but yeah. like four and thirteen to me, it's it's way too low for a Bill Belichick coach team. Uh, I have them going eight and nine. I think they they don't make the playoffs. They are not a playoff team, uh, but I think they make improvements from last year. Uh, they have an, an actually uh, offensive coordinator right now, Will Bill O'Brien. I know he's the butt of some jokes uh, because of the whole. DeAndre Hopkins situation down yeah. in 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 Houston, uh, but I think he's actually a pretty good coach, and I think he will strive again as a, an offensive coordinator. Uh, I just don't think they they catch because they like the talent offensively, so I don't think they catch up to the Bills oh. and the Dolphins. Um, oh, here's my question then, because yeah. you, you the difference between you and me is four wins. You have them going eight and nine. I have them going four and thirteen. So they play two games against the Bills. They play two games against the Dolphins, and they play two games against the Jets. Where are they getting these eight wins for you? Like, what what is your argument? Are they going to beat each of those teams once? Like, what's going to happen? Yes, that's actually what I have. I have them going three and three in the division. Actually, I have every team going three and three in the division. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's funny. So I think I think they will be able to split some of those games because they will still rely on that defense. Was pretty good. I think that that defense is pretty good, um, and they will build on top of that. And I mean, offensively, they won't be like that high-powered offense. I think they will be a run-heavy team, uh, make the passes when they are needed, uh, convert those big third downs, and keep the offense on the field a bit more. Um, and eventually, they'll grind out some wins and eight, and end up eight and nine, around five hundred. Uh, because I don't think a Bill Belichick coach team will ever finish that low. He is just that good of a coach. And Mac Jones, you know that I always liked Mac. Uh, I think he got a bad rap last year. The, all of that talk about like the um, Bailey Zappi and so on being the, the solution. Uh, I, I never thought that was that was actually the case because everything that Bailey Zappi was doing, uh, Mac Jones could do as well and maybe even do it better than Bailey Zappi. Uh, and Mac Jones can do things that Bailey can't. So I think the, the immediate success that you saw with Bailey Zappi was part of Matt Patricia just adjusting that offense and bringing it down to what like Mac ran the year prior. So that's why you saw better results from, from Zappi when he got in the field. I agree with that. But here's the thing. like Defenses regress eventually. And usually it's quickly. And... I'm honestly surprised with how consistent the Patriots' defense has been over the years. That, to me, is really Bill Belichick's, like, what makes him a great coach. It's his consistency on the defensive side of the ball. But you still need offense, and there's only so many games you can win when you have the fourth-best quarterback in the division, right or wrong. That is true, yes. Uh, Quarterback is always the 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 big the big factor isn't it uh and of course <laughs> that's why i'm putting him last in the division um, right. because of the quarterback uh but i think they'll make some some of those things work i mean he made it work with like matt castle for example at the time when when brady was down with the injury uh he didn't play in a division with the three best quarterbacks in the a- well three of the best quarterbacks in the afc no i don't time. think Three of the best quarterbacks in the AFC, though. Are there That's like true. Burrow oh, and Holmes? But I mean, how many of those QBs are in the top five of the AFC? Burrow, Mahomes, one at least. So I guess the so I guess then your question would be: Do you have Rodgers, Tua, or do you have Herbert? God, at least two of them have to be. Because after Herbert, I'm drawing a blank on the top. Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. So I guess the question is, do you have Rodgers and Tua, or do you have Trevor Lawrence, and do you have... I think think the top five should be uh, Mahomes, should be Burrow, should be Hallen, should be Lamar Jackson, and Justin Herbert. Lamar Jackson? Really? Yeah. I think Lamar is poised for a big year. That's you interesting. Know, you know I'm not the biggest Lamar fan. I think my case for it without 
putting um, Rodgers or Tua up there would be Mahomes, Allen Burrow. That's not a debate. I think I think the two would after it would have to be Herbert and Trevor Lawrence, not Lamar. But I mean, that's it's just a difference in taste, I guess. Yeah, I think I think we're we're undermining Lamar here a bit. I think he can. I mean, he won an MVP, so I think I think he's a pretty good QB and should be a top five QB in the AFC. Yeah, maybe I am. You're forgetting speaking about how good he is. <laughs> so, speaking of Lamar, let's go to my division where the Bengals lie, the AFC North, and. I have the Bengals winning the division going 12 and 5. I have the Browns actually finishing second at 10 and 7. That's probably one of my comeback teams other than a, another team we're going to talk about later. The Steelers going 9 and 8 because I don't think I remember them finishing below 500 ever. And the Ravens finishing 8 and 9 and actually being the fourth team in the AFC North. So who do you got? We'll talk about why I did what I or predicted what I predicted. Yeah, on my end I have the I have the same exact division winner. I have the Bengals going twelve and five. Okay. Uh, then I have the, the Ravens going eleven and six. Uh, then I have the um, the Browns going nine and eight but missing the playoffs. And then I have the, the Steelers going seven and ten. I think it's one of the better divisions in football. Um, it's a competitive division. Uh, Steelers draw the, the short end of the stick here. But our, our biggest difference is probably the Ravens at this point. Uh, I yeah. have been going with three more wins than you have right now. Yep. So, the reason I have the Ravens, and and maybe this is a, an oversight, but I have heard Lamar and the Ravens talk about them wanting to pass more. And I don't think Lamar is a bad passer, but I do think that comes with inherently more risk as far as turnovers as far as you know productivity like how do you i guess how do you rewire yourself from being a run first quarterback to being someone who's going to throw back and sling it you know 30 40 times a game i think i think there's going to be turnovers with that because you have to be more on par with your wide receivers. You have to know where they're going. You have to know where to place that ball. And I don't think Lamar's a bad passer, but I don't think Lamar is Patrick Mahomes or Joe Burrow or Josh Allen. Yeah, I, I agree. He's not that type of thrower, but I think he's a good thrower nonetheless. Uh, he has a good touch on the ball. He makes the, the place count. And I think it will be... It won't be as run-heavy as before, but he will still incorporate that part of the game. Uh, and with Todd Munkin, I think he will design an offense that will suit Lamar uh, and will get the wide receivers open to complete those passes. Uh, I think it will be an high-powered offense, uh, and so, I have them going 11-6. and six. So here's, here's my question. Here's my question. So you're going to give Lamar more volume passing. Who is... The best wide receiver, who is going to finish as Lamar's top receiver when the season's done then, with the more volume? I think it will be Zay Flowers. You think it will be Zay Flowers? Wide receiver, yes. If we're talking wide receivers alone, I think it will be Zay Flowers. I think, I th I think you're... Maybe you're. I think you're oversighting something, because I the way I've heard Lamar talk and... For as long as he has worked with Lamar, it has to be Rashad Bateman, dude. No, Rashad Bateman is currently injured, dude. I don't think Rashad Bateman will be. Uh, you know that I, I was never a big Rashad Bateman fan. And now he's uh, Lamar is developing good connections with Zay and o OBJ. So I think it will definitely be Zay and OBJ as the one and two for Lamar. Then uh, Mark Andrews as well, mixed in at the tight end position. And Zay Flowers, I mean, right now he's getting some treatment shots for for fixing his back injury. If I'm not, if I'm not, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, I don't think Bateman will be much involved. Uh, maybe. Wow. Yeah, I don't think. I think maybe like around 600 yards. So clear wide receiver three for me in the in the in the Ravens. Oh my God! I yeah. think I don't think you're giving Bateman enough credit. So, 
The Browns going ten and seven. I think that Deshaun, because Deshaun wasn't a terrible quarterback before the huge suspension and before he missed what was it two years of football? Did he, did he miss a year or did he miss two years of football? No, it was one year and twelve weeks basically. He basically missed okay. the whole year uh, with Houston and then missed like the first twelve weeks of the season with Cleveland. Okay, so he he essentially missed two seasons. Makes sense. Sure. Yeah. I don't think. I don't think Deshaun is going to be as terrible. He can't be. He can't be as terrible as we saw him in the final, like, four or five weeks with the Browns. And the Browns' defense, regardless of what you want to say about it, has Miles Garrett, and it's legit. I don't, I don't, I don't see, but that's the thing. I don't see how it happens every year. I don't see how the Browns, with the roster they have constructed, consistently underperform. I don't see it. They have Nick Chubb. They have Amari Cooper. They have a decent offensive line. They have Miles Garrett and a great defense. I, Denzel, I don't see how they consistently underperform every year. Right. I don't see it. Right now, I have them going 9-8. and eight. Uh, I think they will improve from last year. I don't think what we saw last year will be what we will see from now on. Because we have like two, three years of Kevin Stefanski offense. We have two and a half years of a Kevin Stefanski offense. Uh, and like half a season of that uh, with Deshaun Jackson. And in two and a half years, he made good offenses. So I think it was more the rust uh, in Deshaun. I never expected anything last year. He was just mm-hmm. getting those, those jitters out of the way. Uh, so I think it will be a better offense. It will run by by Nick Chubb. Maybe we'll finally see some ca- pass catching from Nick Chubb this year. And and, and on defense, they got Darius Smith now uh, to pair up with with Miles Garrett. Uh, so I think it will be it will be a good team. Uh, they also added Elijah Moore to the to the wide receiver core. So I think it will be a, a good team. Uh, I don't have them going to the playoffs, but that's because I have a very a very strong AFC. So I think they miss out just barely. I think the AFC is strong too, but I think the Browns could take a few games, especially in the division. Like I don't know. Yeah, I have them going nine and eight, three and three in the division as well. Uh, just missing some of those 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 key wins, especially down the line, because they face like their last two games are the Jets and the Bengals. Uh, those are sometimes tough. And then uh, last five games they they face also the the Texans, the Bears. So those are more more achievable. And then the Jaguars. So I have them going three and two in that stretch. And those are the the last pieces that they are missing to make the playoffs. Like if they went four and one or five and zero, those would those uh, they would be in the playoffs. I think that I think they're gonna surprise you. That's just well. But then again, surprise you is getting one more win. So so I think I mean I think the Browns are gonna surprise a lot of people this year. That's just yeah. me. Um, the Steelers, it's more on their defense. I don't know how much faith I have in Kenny Pickett, and I don't know how much faith I have in the offense. I think the best part about the offense for the Steelers is the weapons. I think the offensive line is not what this like what the offensive line I think about when I think of the Steelers. I think it's very average to below average, and that's being nice. Yeah, I just, I just think you have Pat Fryermuth, you have George Pickens, you have Deontay Johnson. I, th- I think that's the key. But I don't. I, I, how do you feel about Kenny Pickett? I don't know how I feel about Kenny Pickett going into year two. Uh, I like Kenny Pickett. I don't love Kenny Pickett, but I like Kenny Pickett. I think if he get. But my main issue with the Steelers is Matt Canada is still there. I don't think. I think is right now is the worst offensive coordinator in the league. Uh, I think someone like Brian Dable would really unlock uh, Kenny Pickett like he did with Daniel Jones. An offensive coordinator like that, uh, more offensive, uh, with brighter ideas, not calling Matt Canada dumb. He achieved more than I probably ever will. <laughs> but I don't think he's the, the best offensive coordinator in the in the game. Uh, and that's what will hinder them in the end. I think Kenny has a lot of untapped potential. He can be that like dual type QB, he has a lot of mobility and could really have some Daniel Jones-like seasons from last year. Um, but I don't think it will be it will be this year. I think they will finish around seven and ten. 
seven, eight win team, uh, and eventually they will end up firing Matt Canada, in my opinion. Uh, you think Matt Canada goes this year? Yeah, <laughs> but I also thought he should have gone last year, uh, and he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of it's kind of hard to justify firing someone when you're winning football games. That's kind of the thing. Is I don't think like we look at how good an offense is or how good in defense is, I think we more or less look at the results. And you won more games than you lost is the result most people will take. Yeah, that offense was just pure to me. It was. It was. It was. And it part of it was with, with Mitch Trubisky being the QB for as long as he was. Um, but yeah, the main root of the problem to me is Matt Canada, and that's why they will still be missing the playoffs and be a sub-500 team. But I have them close. I have them 7-10. Uh, I think the offense will be will be underachievers, but it will show you some some things that should uh, should be pretty good for the future. And Kenny Pickett will show, will show some improvement from last year. All right. Let's move on to the AFC South. Yes. Where I think... No, this was the one where I have the dumpster fire teams and you don't. Okay, so I have the Jags going 12-5 and five and winning the division again. Exactly. And I think Trevor Lawrence continues his trajectory. I have the Tennessee Titans going 8-9. and nine, And then I have the Texans going 4-13. and 13, And the Colts going 3-14. and 14. Yeah. We, so. we have the same division winner here. Uh, I have them going 10-7, and seven, the Jags. Uh, uh-huh. Things change after that. Uh, I have the Titans win one more win. I have them nine and eight, missing the playoffs still. Um, uh-huh. Then I have the the Colts going seven and ten, and then I have the Texans going five and twelve. Uh, I really, I think Trevor Lawrence takes yet another step to, uh, towards being like that great QB. Uh, I do, but I I think you're not having him top five and putting Lamar there at the end of the season. That's that's what I think, but we'll see. I think you will need a, a proper alpha wide receiver to do that. You don't think Calvin Ridley could be that? I mean, a Calvin Ridley who hasn't played in two years. I'm not sure if it will be the answer. <laughs> And last time, last time he played, I mean, I think we all have this perception that Calvin Ridley is like a great wide receiver because of what he did in the in the last season that he played fully. But it was it was it, a high it, volume it, offense. It was Matt yeah. Ryan's like it was. If I'm not mistaken, wasn't that Matt Ryan's like career year, his MVP year? Yeah, uh, I think it it wasn't the MVP year, but it was uh, a very high powered offense uh, where Matt where Matt Ryan I think led the league in passing. Uh, and Julia Jones was out for most of the season. So, yeah, it was mostly a volume thing for, for Calvin Ridley. And it, it wasn't really that efficient uh, from, from most uh, analytics. Uh, so, yeah, I don't think Calvin Ridley is the answer here for the, the proper alpha wide receiver. Uh, so yeah, I have them going seven, ten, and seven. I don't think they make they make anything in the playoffs. I, Maybe I, one in. The- I think the offense makes a huge leap this year compared to last year. I just don't see it. I just, don't like Charles Etienne. Just based, I like just based on Trevor Lawrence getting another year under his belt. Like every year, I've seen Trevor Lawrence get better. Every single year, and I don't know if. If that that trend's just going to stop, that Trevor Lawrence is what he is this year, last year, I, don't, I just give him a little bit more credit than that. I think but Christian I, Kirk I, is a good wide receiver. I think even if Calvin Ridley isn't an alpha, he is someone that Trevor will be able to just chuck it up to, and he'll come down with it. And that I think that alone will improve the points the Jags scored this year. But go on. But but I also agree that it will improve. Uh, I just don't think it will be one of those elite QBs. Uh, I think you will need that proper alpha like a Jamar Chase to come around and, and give him that weapon. Uh, so, yeah, j- I think we both like the Jacks a bit. Uh, I'm just You're just a bit more bullish on them than I am. So, why do you think the Colts won't be a dumpster fire? Because I like Anthony Richardson. So here's my question, because we went through this discussion last year, and granted, we weren't on air last year, but 
I was a fan of what Justin Fields could be. Granted, Anthony Richardson is faster, stronger, and he probably has a stronger arm than Justin Fields. But how can you not like what Justin Fields brought to the table for the Bears last year? Or I believe it's two years ago now. But you love what Anthony Richardson brings to the Colts. Because I like him more as a prospect. I think he... Why? He's not as refined as Justin Fields was when he when he came out of college. But I think he's a truly a, a cheat code of a QB. I think he will be faster. He will be stronger. He will be much more like a Cam Newton. Um, and he has that cannon of an arm. I think he has better better weapons around him right now. Uh, at, at tight end, he has Jalen Woods, Kyle Granson. At wide receiver, he has Michael Pittman. He has Josh Downs. Um, you think those are better weapons? Well, granted, it's the Bears we're comparing it to. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Justin Fields has had what? Like for most of the season, he had the old man Villas Jones, and he had Darnell Mooney, and he he then had like the the six foot what eight nine who plays like a, a five foot eleven guy in Chase Claypool. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think he has better weapons around him. I think the the line is better. Um, I think the coach is also better. He's a more offensive coach, I believe. Um, but do you know what he, he doesn't have right now? What doesn't he have? Jonathan Taylor. And that's a problem. That's a problem. That's true. And I said in the last episode that I don't think Jonathan Taylor will play this year. Uh, but we, we're also getting to a point where running backs are highly replaceable. So maybe you won't miss him. Maybe. They also signed Kenyon Drake right now. Maybe it's the Kenyon Drake are Renaissance. They, what, Renaissance. Are you what? What the? What did you just say? Did you just say they signed Kenyon Drake? So it's okay they lost John. Jonathan Taylor is one of the three best running backs in the NFL. Yeah, the NFL is telling you that they prefer to sign backups off the street than pay those guys. So maybe they don't value them as much. Oh my God. Maybe that's just the mindset that we have to go into this. It's not like big name running back. It's just like, I mean, they have a running back. So whatever. They they just play that, those guys and they will eventually make up touches between him, Evan Hall, and like whoever even, else is remaining, like Zach Moss and so on. Even if you take Jonathan Taylor's ability as a runner out of the equation, he's still a weapon because he's also a receiving threat. That's so- true, but- how, how much will will a guy like Anthony Richardson or Justin Fields throw to a running back these days? Oh, man. I don't know. I think the answer I think, is pretty, pretty much none. I, I am like, like, if there's a button that says abort on it, I am pressing abort on the Colts offense at least this year. Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't see where you see eight wins. I don't. I Seven wins. Seven wins. Seven. I. I still. I don't see that. Where do you see? Where do you see seven wins? Anthony Richardson rushes for two hundred yards in seven games. Where do you see it? I mean, you know that the NFL is wild here. So I have them with wins over, like for example, Tampa Bay coming off of the bye in week twelve. I have them with wins over the Saints week eight. You mean? Uh, you mean teams with actual weapons? I mean, I think the Saints, we'll talk about it in the other episode, but I think the Saints are highly under uh, overrated. Oh, and, uh, we're going to have a, we're gonna have a heated debate about the Saints. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. The Buccaneers are led by uh, Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask. We, don't, we are not even sure if Baker Mayfield makes it out of the camp as a starter, according to reports. Because Kyle Trask is giving him a, mo- a, run- a run for his money. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I also have them with wins over the Steelers. Uh, and to close out the season, I think they will be one of those teams like Miami from a few years prior. That uh, that season where they went, they didn't win a game or they won like one game. Um, where you could clearly see some improvement on the team as the as the year went on. Uh, and even though they were losing those games, uh, you could clearly see they, they were taking a step uh, towards something something bigger. Uh, and I have them here winning with like three of the last four games. 
So yeah, I think it will be uh, a young team that will improve as the season goes on, uh, and I think they will eventually end up with six or seven wins. I don't care what Jim Irsay has accomplished that I haven't. Jim Irsay is a dumpster fire owner, and the Colts are a dumpster fire team, and they got and he has what he deserves right now. And I feel bad for Anthony Richardson. Yeah, I think Anthony Richardson will be fine year one. I think he has better coaching than Justin Fields that when he came when he came into the league, and I think he will develop develop a bit more. Uh, due to the weapons and all there's around him, so yeah, uh, I think. Weapons, but your 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 weapons is Michael Pittman. Get your weapons and Josh Downs. Do not forget Josh Downs. <laughs> Who's Josh Downs? Josh Downs is the wide receiver from North Carolina that they drafted this year as a third round pick. He's more of a uh, of a slot guy. But my outtake this year on the Colts is that Josh Downs will end up the year as the wide receiver one on the Colts. I guarantee you. It's just because you and I do Dynasty. I guarantee you, if you ask someone, who's Josh Downs? I, I think if you went to Indianapolis, they still wouldn't be able to tell you. Don't sleep on Josh Downs, dude. Josh Downs is legit. And then okay. you also have like the, the second or third round pick that they had last year, Alec Pierce. Yeah, I think that offense is is okay, uh, and the defense. Yeah, they have a bunch of six four wide receivers. They also have a quarterback who's a rookie, who's primarily a runner, and who had like a fifty percent throw accuracy in college. This is not going to be what you think it's going to be, my man. This is abort, abort this offense. Any pro is like top five throws in college are probably better than any QB's top five throws this in this year's class. Given it's probably his only good place are those top five throws, but still, I think he has insane, insane potential. He does have insane potential. Oh. Abort. Abort the offense. That's all I'm saying. So. No, Texans. That's a dumpster fire and a half. You know, there's a reason I, put, I projected the Texans to win more games than the, than the Colts. Yeah, you're just pushing CJ Stroud. Yeah. <laughs> and I still have them with one more win than you and I don't like the Texans at all. And we're both <laughs> way too low on the on the on the win total here because I think the over and on the wins are six and a half, I believe, right now. So we're on the both tex- on the Texans. Just just to clarify. Yeah, on the Texans, exactly. Okay. okay. Oh, maybe we are. Let's move on to the AFC South. That's Probably, oh no, I, I don't. I don't know if I could. Go. There's so many tough divisions in the AFC, man. Uh, it's not the South. It's the. It's no, no, the no. I mean the West. The, yeah, West. the West is one of the toughest divisions in the AFC. But then I'm looking at the North and I'm looking at the East and I'm like, you know, they're pretty tough. Too. So I think the AFC is a very, very strong conference overall. But anyway, I have the Chiefs going 12 and five. I have the Broncos in a huge bounce back season going 10 and 7. I have the Chargers matching that and going 10 and 7 and then I have the Raiders dumpster firing and going 2 and 15 and if I'm not mistaken they're projected to get my number 1 pick. You're way too low on the Raiders. Dude. I am not way too low on the Raiders. <laughs> I got to say right now their win total is 6 and a half. So you I know 2 and 15 dude. <laughs> I'm 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 so low. I'm going so low that like it's a lottery ticket at this point. Like I'm saying low, 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 low. Go. Go 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 go. Yeah, so, no, I I have them going less in the division as well, but I have them at six and eleven. I don't think they will be a great team, but I think it will be a solid offense. Defense will be so and so. I don't like Chandler. Solid Trump. offense? You think Jimmy Garoppolo? Jimmy Garoppolo, who the last time we looked at him as good, had the highest yak of any quarterback playing at that time. You think Jimmy Garoppolo with Hunter Renfro, Devontae Adams, who isn't that big of a yet guy he's more of a oh i'm just gonna catch it over you guy and they lost aaron waller is josh jacobs has josh jacobs reported did they give josh jacobs a contract yet uh no they they can't technically give him a long-term contract right now Uh, yet he either has to sign the tag or sign something like saquon sign it's a one-year like with incentives and so on i don't see it 
I'm sorry. I think I think the gap between Derek Carr and Jimmy Garoppolo is a lot bigger than people are giving credit for. I don't think so, dude. I think they're pretty close as a QB. Yeah, I, I think it will be a solid offense because Jimmy Garoppolo, at the end of the day, uh, is like a seven a seventy percent win percentage in the in the league. And yes, some of that is of course Shannon. Yes, and of course that's part of the of the equation here. But I think he's a solid QB, and he has weapons here. He has Devonte Adams, he has uh, Jacoby Myers, he has Under Renfro that I don't think will make the team though. Uh, there's rumors that re- that he will be cut. I think Josh Jacobs uh, ends up playing. Then they have Zamir White as well as a backup as a backup, and then they also signed uh, drafted the the tight end, the Michael Meyer. So, yeah, I think it will be a solid offense. He has some good pieces to work with. Defense. I'm aboarding that offense, too. Go on. So-and-so, in my opinion. I don't think they are, they are, they are anything great. I don't like Chandler Jones. Max, Max Crosby is a beast, of course. Uh, I'm hoping to see some playing time to Tyree Wilson. Uh, he was one of the, the better prospects in this draft, to me. I just... But I, I don't... I, I don't see where you get the six wins again. <laughs> don't, I don't see it. I mean, we can go into it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see where you get Jimmy Garoppolo is only a slight downgrade to Derek Carr, or they're they're even even worse. They're they're dead. Even. Like uh, what? How? I, I think it's a tough division. I think they only give hell to the to the Broncos. Because, so because have, he won game. I actually with, have been with, going two and zero versus the Broncos. Go ahead. Sorry, what about the Broncos? No, I'm saying they all, they always give them hell to the Broncos as of late. Uh, so, yeah, I think I have them going to win over to the Broncos uh, inside the division. Then I also have them with wins over the Packers and uh, the Jets. And I think... Yeah. <laughs> what? I mean... <laughs> Just going by the weeks and the, the matches that the Jets have and so on, I think it makes sense. So you think the Jets and that defense is going to struggle against Jimmy Garoppolo? What? what so what do you think is going to happen? Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo is going to score points in the Jets' defense, or Aaron Rodgers is going to fail to score points in the Raiders' offense or defense? Which one is happening? A bit of both, I would say. A bit of both. <laughs> Especially uh, since they're coming off a, a matchup versus the Chargers the year pri- the the week prior week ten, week uh, nine, and then Herbert. <sighs> go ahead, sorry. And then and then they turn around and go go play on the Monday Night Football versus the Jets on week ten uh, versus the Raiders on week ten. Yeah, I think I think the Raiders will be a sneaky team. They'll get some wins that they shouldn't. And I mean, we're talking of a four-win difference here. I still have them going six and eleven, which is like thirty-five percent win percentage. So yeah, just have them going to win fifteen. Which I mean, I, I don't like their head coach. I don't like McDaniel's that much. But I think it will be a solid offense. The defense will be the the main thing that hurts them. But I think it will be a, a an average offense. I would say. I think it, I think that's that. I got the abort button off. Or I'm pressing the abort button on the Raiders' offense. Here's here's my hot take: Devontae Adams is not finishing the season in a Raiders uniform. There's my hot take. I could see it, but I think it you, you will finish there. I think maybe next season, uh, if the season does indeed go go awfully bad, I think you you will find a new team, but. As of right now, I think he finishes the season as the as a Raider. My my biggest thing here is that you have the Chiefs losing five games. I struggle yeah. to find five games that they will lose here. I so with my believe it or not, when I did my predictions, I did okay. I'm gonna give each team either if you're below 500 a BS loss, or if you're above 500. Or no, if you're below 500, a BS win, or if you're above 500, a BS loss. And I found that something I found interesting is the Chiefs, the Bengals, and the Bills all play each other this year. So, so, um, I think, honestly, I still think Kansas City's offense is going to be amazing. 
Travis Kelsey has to regress at some point, right? Right? I, I called this regression like five years ago, so I won't ever call, call this regression again. I'm still kidding, so... He has to at some point. That, that's kind of my thing. And after Travis Kelsey begins to regress, who's taking over that production? Is it Sky Moore? Is it Rashid Rice? Is it Kadarius Tony if he's healthy? Who is giving you that production back? It's a big if. If Kadarius Tony is healthy. <laughs> Kadarius Tony. <laughs> that is Never healthy. Uh, but yeah, I think the, the offense wide receiver wise will run with Sky Moore and MVS. Those are reportedly his biggest, his two biggest targets there so far, and the ones that he has developed a better connection with. Mm-hmm. Um, so their offense likely runs through there, but I, I don't think uh, Kelsey will will regress anytime soon. I think he, he's a really smart player. Uh, he, he like thirty four. I mean, yes, but how many hits does he take? He, he never takes hits. He knows exactly when to get down. He knows how to get in space and to, to open up that space for, for Mahomes. Uh, he has amazing uh, field awareness. He knows where everyone is at all time, and that helps him avoiding taking those those massive hits. So, yeah, I think he will still be a great weapon for them. Uh, and he's not, like, incredibly reliable on his speed or anything like that. It's just more his football awareness, and that takes... Have probably never disappears of a player. That's so yeah, I think they will still be the better, the best team in the NFL, and I have them going fourteen and three. So not a huge difference, but uh, still surprised to see like five wins there, uh, five losses there for for you. Shock. And I have them with one less division win as well. You have them four and two in the division. I have them three and three. So yeah. Yeah, that's kind of the thing. I don't think they're going to lose games in the division. I think it's just going to be bogus losses. Like, the, like it's going to be games where you're like, oh, the, the Chiefs should run away with this, and it becomes a harder game than it should be. That, I also like the whole month of December through January. I have them losing one game. That makes sense. Yeah, 13 to 18, uh, weeks 13 to 18. I have them losing the last game of the season, which is to the Chargers. It's basically a meaningless game for them at that point. I think I do too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So those are the biggest differences there. Broncos and Chargers. I mean, I have the Chargers with the same record. Broncos losing one more. I don't have the Broncos making the playoffs. The Chargers are making the playoffs, though. Uh, Sean Payton. I think it will bring new life to the Broncos, but I think Listen, of the issue is with Russ. I don't think Russ will... Even, even if Russ is, an, Russ is an issue, there is no way that the Broncos' offense averages like nine points a game or whatever ridiculous metric it was. Like, there's no way. I, there is no way that offense does not somehow improve. So unless... good. Will the defense stay the same, though? Because the defense was all-time great. That's the question. Yeah. I don't think that that defense will carry on that well. Because there's some regression due, I believe. Even if it doesn't, like... I don't know. I don't... The offense was so bad, I don't think even if the defense regresses, that it's necessarily as big of an issue. As long as the offense gets to a stable point. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I agree. The, the, the team will be better overall. The offense will be better. The defense, I don't think it will be that great uh, as as last year, of course. It will still be a good unit. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it will be all-time great. But, uh, I mean, I have them going 9-8, and eight, which is a good improvement from last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't think they make the playoffs still. Maybe give them another year uh, with Sean Payton to work things out. Uh, but... Uh, I think the major problem there is Russ. I don't think Russ will be will be to the level that he was in Seattle. Uh, and until yeah, I don't until think I don't think he has to be MVP Russ for the Broncos to win 10, 11 games. And he I mean, be- I going nine and seven, eight, and I'm not saying it will be MVP Russ. So I think it's just the difference of a win there that they won't be ready. Maybe like a, a last, uh, for example, I have them losing to the Raiders last game of the season, and that's what's what messes them up. Yeah, 
Which, it will be one of those like really division games. Uh, the the Raiders have nothing to lose to to play for, but they just want to stick up to the Broncos. I don't and think the Raiders will have anything to play for all season. That's just me though. They will what? They won't have anything to play for all season. I think they'll be that bad. I mean, every team has, has something to play for in week one. <laughs> I guess that's true. So do you want to jump to the award winners now? Sure. So we decided to do our split our award predictions and our you know conference predictions into two brackets, AFC and NFC, and today we're gonna do the offensive players and offensive rookies of the year and the defensive players and defensive rookies of the year. So would you like to start or would you like me to start? I can start right now. Uh, I think the, the defensive player of the year, I'm going with a bit of a chucker here. Someone okay. that would be lesser known. But Jalen Phillips is the, the edge from Miami. I think the dude that is pretty good. I like him. I like his game. Uh, he ranked top 10 in most of the of the PFF stats uh, that matter, actually. Uh, so, like, pressures, sacks, uh, pass rusher performance. He'll stop 10 in all of them. Uh, I really like his game. And I think the defense will, will improve somehow with Vic Fangio. Uh, it will maybe unlock him and give him a good run for his money uh, and make make it a case for Defensive Player of the Year. See, I generally agree with that, but I just think Defensive Player of the Year usually goes to people who establish themselves as a name. Like, if you look at the previous Defensive Players of the Year, you see people who have established themselves. Aaron Donald, Nick Bosa. I believe Joey Bosa is up there too. But yeah. I think, for me... It has to be like an edge rusher who goes bonkers. That's usually how defensive player of the year works. And believe it or not, I think if I think Miles Garrett's going to get it. I think the Browns are going to have a comeback season. I think Miles Garrett's going to get defensive player of the year. Yeah, I could see it. Yeah, my guy is like a fifty to one type of player. He's an edge that is going into his third season. Um, so yeah, of course it's a long shot, but I really like his game, and he has a lot of advanced analytics that back him up. So, yeah, it's just about a name thing, but if he makes a name for himself, it's a big market in Miami, so I could see the narrative starting to pick up steam in the media. But, yeah, of course, Miles Garrett, Miles Garrett is also a, it's a worthy candidate, of course. Yeah, no, I, I, think, I, think there's a, I think defensive player of the year in that sense is a little bit boring because, like, you give, you give it, yeah, exactly, you give it to the players you know. Yeah, I agree. Uh, defensive Rookie of the Year right now, I have Devin Witherspoon, the, the Seattle Seahawks cornerback, winning it. Uh, I mean, I think the dude is the best corner in this draft, and Pete will coach him up. And in that scheme, uh, maybe he can replicate some of the things that Tariq Woolen did last year. That should be the, the worthy winner of last year, Defensive Rookie of the Year, in my opinion. But I'm biased, of course. I'm a Seahawks yeah, uh-huh. fan. Um, and yeah, I think Devin Witherspoon will be will be that guy. Uh, I think he proved it in Illinois that he was that guy. So yeah, I think it will translate well well to the NFL. Uh, and I see him having a good shot as well as uh, to winning it. For me, I went with the obvious choice, which was Will Anderson. He was the Texans' top pick, and he was the best graded pass rusher coming out of the draft. I think he will have. Maybe not a monster season, but he will have a good rookie season, and he will come away with it. Yeah, and he will have plenty of chances to play. Yeah, uh, should be uh, should be slotted in as a starter. That team doesn't have a lot of, of talents, so yeah, but that's no. probably the 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 clear cut winner right now. I think he's the betting favorite as well. My guy is like ten to one, but uh, yeah, good choices all around. So, jumping into the Offensive Rookie of the Year, I'm going with Jordan Addison. I think he will have the chance. That's the main thing with a rookie, is him getting a chance. I think he could be slotted in for 80 to 100 targets. Uh, in, a, in a good offense overall, the Vikings offense, it will be a volume-based offense. Uh, a lot of open targets from Adam Thielen. Uh, even with Hawkinson having a, a better role this year, a bigger role this year, uh, Jordan Addison will still be a major factor in my opinion, and yeah, I could see him. I could see him making a run for it. He's seventeen to one right now to win it, uh, and he's. I think he's a good dark horse winner. 
Yeah, I don't mind Jordan Addison as a pick. Me, personally, I think that with all the talk that the um, Falcons have done with B. John Robinson, I think it has to be B. John. The owners and the coaches are talking about Bijan like he's about to become the next coming of running back Jesus. Like, they're just going to give him all these touches. He has to. Like, he's going to have the most opportunity of any rookie other than, like, Bryce Young or one of the quarterbacks. Like, it has to be him, right? Right? Yeah, I, th- I think he has the, the better odds doing it right now. I think he will, be, he will have insane volume. Um, mostly as a rusher, I don't think he will get many many receiving. Because um, Cordell Patterson is still there. Yeah, Cordell Patterson and Tyler Algier are still there, and Desmond Ritter is not like. I don't think he will he will throw many many passes to the running back. So yeah, I think he's is the odds on favorite and rightfully so. Um, and yeah, maybe it's more of a of a theme uh, team thing. Maybe maybe. Bijan can also has a slight edge over Jordan Edison because I believe the, the Falcons will do better than the Vikings, but we'll leave that to the ne- next episode. So, yeah, I could definitely see that. As for offensive player of the year right now, uh, my, my pick is actually a, a, a dark horse candidate here, but Darren Waller, I think. Darren uh, Waller? Darren Waller, exactly. is like... So one one hundred and twenty-five to one to win it, but yeah, the reports out of Giants camp is that he's a menace right now. Uh, he can't be guarded. I know we we hear that all the time in camp. Uh, everyone is hard to guard without pads. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think the offense will run mostly towards Waller. Uh, the big thing here is injury. Uh, as long as he doesn't get injured, I think the offense will will run more towards him and he will have a, a very good season. He's also a, a dark horse candidate for comeback player of the year, but we'll talk about that next episode. Uh, but yeah, I really like him and I think he will be the focal point of that Giants offense. So yeah, a small dark horse here, 125 to 1. <laughs> but yeah, I really like him as a player and as a, a, a fantasy option this year. To go with a homer pick, unfortunately, I think it's going to be Jamar Chase. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I could definitely like, see that as well. I, like, there's, there is a low-key chance the Bengals' offense just goes bonkers this year and Joe Burrow throws for, like, 50 touchdowns. I'm not sure how likely that is to happen, but if something like that happens, it's it's Jamar Chase. Like, Yeah, he's also in the running, of course. Uh, him, Justin Jefferson, and all of those guys. Uh, they will also be. They will always be in the running because it's pretty obvious that they they would need something from an from another world to win the MVP. So they are always in the running from Offensive Player of the Year. Um, sure. Yeah, it's. I think it's the yachts on favorite as well to win. Yeah, I agree with that. So, is there anything you would like to discuss before we get to the closing? No, I think we addressed all of the points right now. So I think we're good. I agree with that. So, if you enjoyed, like, subscribe, do the algorithm things. You know what to do. Thank you guys for listening in, and we will see you guys next time on No Reserves Football. Have a great one. Bye.